Hello? Hi. Oh my gosh, hi. Here we are again. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. How are you? I am also so good. I'm great. I take that back. I'm tired. I'm, I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> but besides that, I'm good. You have so much to catch everyone up on. Yeah, I have not been very active on on Instagram or anything because I'm just sleepy. And yeah, so um, for anyone who's just, who doesn't know us or who's just tuning in on this catch-up episode, I had a baby on September 24th and um, had kind of a rough end of my pregnancy. So I wasn't, I just, I just didn't have much to say that was very nice in life. So I just didn't <laughs> say anything, but then, um, obviously, you know, my baby is six weeks now, so I'm just now starting to feel normal and, um, more like thinking about actual life and not just like being pregnant and having a baby. So yes, I feel more like a normal person now. Think. God. And, um, yeah, yeah. I have a healthy, awesome baby and I will return to work at some point. And yeah, that's where I am. She's such an angel. I got to meet her last week. My assistant, Sammy did Hannah's hair and I happened to be at the salon. Um, and so I got to I actually spent most of your appointment out and just holding your baby because she's so cute. Hannah also really just loves when people call her her baby. And so well, it's like my baby. Like I want everyone yeah. to call her my baby. Yeah. Yes. And, and Haley is really good at it because she was like, how's my baby earlier today? And I was like, my baby's good. Like she's yeah. everyone's baby. She's just, oh, she is so sweet and like I don't know what it is about newborns I kind of have a magic touch with them and you really do it's like it's weird it's really strange but I just got to hold her and feed her and she tooted on me and it was amazing and I just loved every minute she only does that with people she likes because she's like relaxed you know I, I feel that. Like, she's like, this is a safe place. I can do this here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So, okay. yeah. It's, well, how it's are you, like, weird. feeling with, like, new mom phase? Because new- we'll talk about Mikey's, like, 10, right? Mikey's almost 11. Yeah, he'll be 11 next month. Okay, so you have a huge gap. You're basically a brand new mom kind of I'm basically I'm basically Jesus's mother and I'm a born-again virgin and (laughs) this no I don't know yes I so I have a 15 year old daughter I have a almost 11 year old son and I was done having babies and then I had Mirabelle last uh two months ago so yeah this I mean I think I've everyone I don't know it's like I could say 
this has been crazy or my life has been crazy in the last year or two but it's like really everyone's life's been crazy so it's it's not really you know it's like nobody nobody cares that much but this was a huge like curveball yeah this was a lot for me so um I certainly don't want to downplay that at all but so I found out I was pregnant in like February and it was just very shocking um I did I I I had an okay pregnancy I just didn't um I just didn't feel like here's the weird thing about being pregnant and doing hair and owning your own business or having any type of like service-based job or business when you're pregnant is you feel kind of like a fraud towards the end of your pregnancy because you feel like a fraud advertising yourself in social media because Mm. number one, you know, you're not going to be available to take on new clients. So to get on to social media and, and not that, that, you know, fishing for new clients is what I'm doing every day, all day when I'm on social media, but certainly that's like why we have a presence at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are trying to obviously build a business and connect with people and, um, you know, just like have relationships with people as much as you can. Um, and kind of show people who you are so that they can either know like, Hey, this person would be a good fit for me or they wouldn't as far as who I'm looking for to do my hair. Right. So I think I pushed it a little more at first, but then towards the end of the pregnancy, I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm not able to take new clients right now. I'm not going to be able to take any new clients till December or January. And this just feels like yucky like it doesn't doesn't feel like I'm here for the right reason so I'm just gonna like treat Instagram or any other social media platform in a way that like feels right to me and not push it and that's what I did and I just kind of like started enjoying Instagram in my own way like I would get on and just use it like a normal user (laughs) not like someone who had a business to run and so it was nice because I didn't put that pressure on myself and also I didn't show up in a way that like felt not like me because I don't want to do that you know yeah so um yeah but it was weird because it was like the first time in several years that I really just didn't have like a presence at all or didn't really feel like connected or um like super active in my own business and if you guys can imagine I mean if you're listening and you do have your own business um and like do hair extensions or do hair at all you can imagine after going years and years and years, like consistently kind of trying to do or build or connect with people and then just feeling like it's not the right thing to do anymore and taking time off. It's almost like I felt like this weird guilt or like impending doom, almost like everything's going to burn to the ground. But then I would have to like get that out of my head and be like, no, like I'm pregnant. I'm right. not actively taking in new clients and so I don't want to just put up this facade or this smiley face or whatever and act like number one I loved being pregnant because I didn't love being pregnant so I didn't want that to be you know like I just don't want to be fake I just I refuse to be like this is awesome I love doing hair you know what I mean it's like no I'm pregnant I'm not taking new clients 
I don't really have, I don't really have much to contribute in the way of like wanting to connect with people in an authentic way. So I just, I did what felt right. And it was kind of nice. It was interesting to like watch things instead of, you know, actively be a part of them. Well, what do you mean by that? It's just, I mean, it's just a different perspective when you just kind of, especially for me, because I talk a lot. Yeah. So like to just pull back and kind of be quiet and like watch things. It was just, um, it was just interesting. And it's so neat to be able to see other people's like process and um, growth and like climb and see like, oh my gosh, like they're doing so good. Or like, I really like the way they, they did this or just start to use Instagram in a way I didn't before, which was like, learn about things I was actually interested in. Like, you know, my whole, <laughs> my whole, uh, and what is it? The page that you pull up? What is it? Not your homepage, but like your um, explore. Yeah, exactly. My whole explore page is like babies, hair, Aww. you know, just like different things that I wasn't really, I don't know. I wasn't really like getting on actively using yeah. social media apps in a way that I actually ever have before. Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. Um, but now I'm kind of transitioning back into like, I feel more like myself. I'm excited about my, my work again. I'm excited to get back to work. Um, I've talked to, I've done like, you know, a couple of consultations and spoken to new clients. So it kind of feels like I'm back in that like rhythm again. Like, okay, this is not, it's not going to like all burn to the ground and end. Like, it's okay. I still have a lot of amazing clients. And so, yeah, it's, it just feels more like me again, but it was, it was definitely like something that it was hard. It was just hard in a way that you guys can imagine, you know, that a huge change like that, that you're not planning for. Right. Right. So like, I, and I feel like this would be interesting for Silas to know if they're expecting or thinking about starting a family how, what was that like, like getting ready for your maternity leave? Was it stressful? I mean, I know, I, I feel like it probably was scary. Cause like you said, you just felt like everything, it might burn to the ground, which is so interesting that you feel that. Cause I think that's something that, that that's an, that's an understandable feeling, you know? Yeah. I feel like that would, that's relatable, right? Like totally. Um, especially too, when you're not planning it, like, I think it's obviously different when you're, you know, really trying to actively have a baby or start a family or anything, you know, move or do anything that you're really putting a lot of time and, um, energy into. But when it's something, and I've said this before, I know it's like, I know how babies are made. So obviously it wasn't that, you know, like, it's not like, right. I truly was immaculately like pregnant. And conceiving a baby, but, um, you know, that's certainly not what we thought we wanted to do at the time. Right. So, um, you know, I think that plays into it, but you know, this could go for anybody. Like, and I thought about this a lot in my time off is that what I was going through, like just emotionally and preparing for, and my business would really apply to anybody, you know, if you lost 
a parent or a loved one very suddenly and had to take time off. Right. Um, or just had to take time off for any reason. You know, if your partner had to move jobs out of state and you had to start all over again right. and had to take time off in between, like, you know, these things happen and everybody has such a different, like, unpredictable life. It was kind of, it was interesting for me to think about how many situations this could apply to especially with like loss or death because you know that really does require people to take time off sometimes too just for your mental health um so yeah it was terrifying I I mean number one when I had my other two kids 15 and 10 years ago I didn't have a career I didn't have I think I was maybe just finishing hair school when I had Mikey so I had never done this before. Um, I didn't have any type of like, I wasn't really building anything on social media. Like there was just nothing. Right. So um, I really had to be, I had to play this more like submissive kind of, um, I don't know. I think you and I built our businesses for so long and we felt like we were kind of like at the top of our game. Um, and kind of like a leadership role or in a role where we started out with kind of like the first or second class of like hand tied hair extension people. And we kind of really had a good grip on what we were doing. And I had to completely like get rid of that and be in this role where like I had to reach out to other people and learn how to do something new, which was like take time off. Yeah. And so it's like I was reaching out to girls who had previously reached out to me and asked questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was kind of at the mercy of like, can you please tell me how you did this? Or like, I noticed you have a business and you've recently had a baby. Like, what did you do? Like, I just yeah. didn't even know where to start because I'd never thought about it. Right. So, it so, was cool. so it was cool. I um, actually started by, there was a couple girls, my friend Marcy and my friend Elise, um, both do hair extensions and they both had babies recently. And I was just like, I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I do? And they were both really, really gracious and amazing and like spent time talking to me about it. Um, and we're just like, you're going to have to find, or they didn't tell me what to do. They were just relaying to me what they did. So they were both pretty much like, just find a handful of girls um, in your area and just ask them like, hey, would you be willing to be a referral stylist for me? And so I right. did. And then I kind of formulated like what I ended up doing from there. So I I think altogether there were seven girls. Um, but originally I wanted to find like four or five. So what I tried to do is pick someone like north, south, east, and west of me. So that clients coming in from any direction would at least have someone. Right. To, to go to that was somewhat close to them because, you know, clients are already going to be nervous going to somebody new, obviously. And, um, you know, it's and that's the thing is like my pregnancy isn't anyone's issue. It's a great thing. But it was like I find myself I found myself almost feeling like I was inconveniencing people. And then I had to get that out of my head and be like, no, fuck that. Like, I'm not inconveniencing right. anyone. This is something that is awesome. Also, my clients aren't mad. They're not inconvenienced. You know, like they're not inconvenienced. And if they are, then they're not a good fit for me anyways, you know. 
Um, or if they are, they're, that's, they're just too rigid and that's not someone I want to be around. Like anyone that you're going to want to spend time with or do business with should and should be happy to understand that like, this is a natural part of life. Um, anybody can make it several, you know, not just one, but like two or three, if they have to appointments with someone else for a move up, it's not the end of the world. And you know, what's nice is these are women too. And most of the time they understand they have their own kids or they have nieces and nephews or whatever, you know? Yeah. They get it. Yeah. So I found myself kind of having to had, having to like fight off those thoughts and be like, no one's mad at me. And that was really hard because I don't know why, but we like get these stories in our heads that aren't true about how inconvenienced or pissed off or whatever people are. And it would, and it's like, if they are, that's their problem, you know? 100%. Um, so yeah, I ended up finding, like I said, seven girls altogether. I just initially reached out to every single one of them independently on Instagram and just said, Hey, this is my situation. Um, you do really beautiful work. You seem to be running in your business in a way that I find like trustworthy. And I think is, you know, solid. Would you be, a, a, would you be willing to take on a handful of my clients if I, um, if I used you as referral and if you would be willing to do that, how would you like my clients to get a hold of you? So slowly as the girls started getting back to me and I started this, let's see, I started reaching out in July and I had Mirabelle and the end of September. So I feel like, you know, obviously if if you're pregnant, you have time to do this, but if something else comes up, you know, you may have to do this more last minute or even have, um, you know, a work associate or, you know, somebody you work with in the salon or maybe your partner, like your husband or somebody reach out and do this if it's like more of you know, a tragic loss or something. Right. But, you know, I mean, just reach out to people and be real. That's the advice I would give and give yourself plenty of time, give them plenty of time. Because if you think about it, like this is a big, it's a big thing for them. Cause even if they did five move ups, you know, took on five clients for me, it's like, that's if, if they're getting leads all the time and if they're getting new clients, you know, that's taking up appointments that they could be putting new clients in. So it's like, you really, you really have to make sure. I think what I wanted to do was make sure I didn't spread it on too thick with anybody. Totally. And know what their boundaries were and how many clients they were able to accommodate. Yeah. So I just, I counted up exactly how many clients I had and that would need like placed with an appointment in the time I was off. And then I just kind of divided that by thinking like, okay, if every single client or every single stylist that I reach out to, if every single one of them could take like three or four of my clients, how many stylists would I need? Yeah. So, and yeah, I mean, they all ended up, um, there was two stylists who were like, Hey, I, I've heard from two of your clients or three of your clients. I can't take any more. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no big deal. Cool. Thank you. Like awesome. Yeah you know? Yeah. So, uh, once I got all the information and they told me how they wanted to be contacted, so they would be like, Hey, have your, your clients DM me on Instagram or have them email me or whatever. Yeah. I just put all that information in an email. I was, um, I was really careful about, I emailed my clients all together with one big, like blast email mm-hmm. and said, 
hey, I'm not going to be answering any texts or phone calls. So, like, when you text or call me on my maternity leave, I'm not going to answer, which I'm so glad I did because I just kind of set that out there. And I was, like, super positive and obviously, like, not bitchy about it because it's not bitchy. But, like, just setting that presence and being, like, I'm not going to get back to you. Yeah. You know? That had to feel so freeing. It was amazing. And I did say, so in my email, I was like, I'm not going to be answering calls or texts. You know, I'm really going to make sure I enjoy this time with the baby. And, but I will be checking my email once a week in my time off. So I've had like two or three clients who have really like been super respectful and had, um, for whatever reason, just had something here or there. But it's like, you know, in the six weeks I've been off, like having three emails is nothing. Like imagine if I would not have been like, hey, I'm not getting back to calls or texts. And like people would just kept, you know, even just to say like congratulations, like I would have been so overwhelmed. Right. And so I'm so glad I said that. And no one, no one's going to have an issue with that. Who's going to like text her you know it's like right. oh yeah yeah like enjoy your new baby no big deal like the world right. doesn't revolve around me no one it, it's not I'm not so important that anyone's going to be hurt if I'm like hey don't text me I'm with my baby you know right right but we get this idea in our head that people are going to be so like they're going to take it the wrong way and it's like no one's going to misconstrue that at all yeah so I'm I'm really glad I did that I'm really glad I had um six or seven really solid referral stylists And their contact information set up. Um, And I'm glad it played out and timed out well. Because the baby did come up like several weeks early. So that was kind of, um, it was good that I got on it quickly. But yeah, I mean, it ended up working out well. I go back um, in three or four weeks. So I still have some time off. And yeah, but it, I, Haley, I cannot, and you know a little bit, but I cannot tell you how fucking stressed I was like during the summer because for so long in my career, I've just kind of like known like this is the next step or this is what I do in this situation. And I truly had no compass, no direction when I like got pregnant. Like I was like, what do people do? Like I'd never even give, given it a thought. Right. Um, so I learned, yeah, I learned a lot and I'm happy to, you know, like share more detail if anyone ever wants to reach out to me on Instagram or email or whatever. Um, I'm happy to share what I've learned because how are you supposed to know? You know, it was so scary. It was just so scary. Yeah. It just, I mean, it goes to show you though, right? Life, it's always going to be a series of curveballs you know whether it's a pregnancy or like you said a job change or a loss or whatever and I think the neat thing at least from the outside to watch you deal with right you had to go through this phase of like my life is now going to be going down a completely different path than I had ever envisioned and you get to respond to that in in one of two ways. You get to either like choose to be like, all right, this is going to be great. You know, you get to choose the positive or you get to choose and like mourn what now isn't going to be. 
And it was just neat watching you kind of like go through that and work through this. Holy shit. My life is different now, but like difference, not bad. And then to just navigate, you know, all of these waters with, okay, how can I help and serve my clients? But also how can I create my own boundaries for myself and my new family and my business? Like, where's that line? And so while you feel like you probably were just running around like a chicken with your head cut off and, you know, it was less than perfect from the outside looking in, it was like, wow, like watching you, watching you was just a really neat thing from, from my point of view. I appreciate that. It, um, yeah, no, I mean, I really appreciate that. And it's hard because we don't see ourselves in any other way than, you know, right. just ourselves. Um, right. And it's like, I certainly don't ever think like anyone, I don't ever want to get in my head that anyone gives a shit about me from the same way I do. Does that make sense? Because totally. it's like, we all kind of have to keep in mind, like it's our world everybody else is just living in it and that's how totally. it is for everyone you know so it's totally. like it's Haley's world I'm just living in it from her perspective and that's how that applies to everyone but it's um it felt it's funny that you said like like instead of mourning or grieving about a certain part of your life you know I embraced it and that's and I did like kind of mourn that part of my life in a way I mean I still kind of struggle with that some days where I'm like this this was not necessarily like the way I thought it would go but also it's like I mean what it really comes down to it what's the difference between two days a week and three days a week you know it's like I'm I went down like two (laughs) days a week now but I'm like really I was only working three days a week so like at the end of the day are these tears really justified you know it's it's like I think sometimes we make up this extravagant like just emotional dramatic story in our brain about like all this change and it's like really I've done this before you know I've I've Mm -hmm. raised a kid and and pushed through and thank god I have a great husband and you know he has a good job and it's fine it's like is it the way that I thought it was going to go no but who promised me that Healy you know like no one at the end of the day yeah it's like who the fuck told me that I get what I want or that, that things go the way I thought they were going to go. Like yeah. no one, that's not, that's not how it works. So it's like, it was just a really good reminder that like, we don't get to choose, you know, the direction things always go and things will always go in a weird direction. Always. Like mm-hmm. always. Yeah. But it's, it's like how you, how you handle it. Right. Like that is mm-hmm. where, there's growth on the other side of that. And, and like you said, like, of course you had your moment of, of mourning, but I guess what I meant when I said that was like, you didn't, you didn't live there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it didn't cripple you or make you freeze. I mean, I'm sure you felt like it in the moment was like, nope, you had your time where it's like, okay, my life is going to be different and I can either, I can either be happy about it or I can just, continue to like be sad or how whatever that emotion was probably every emotion but and and yeah like you may have those moments where it's like man what if life was would be different but like 
you have a, a new baby. You have your baby. And so it's like, is there anything greater in life than that? I don't, I don't know. No, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, you can. And that's the thing too, about like our lives, anyone's lives, like anyone who's listening, your life is, it's just a series of varying emotions. So like, you're going to, I think, experience like doubt and joy and sadness and all these things, but it's like, sometimes you know, doubt or sadness kind of take over and you have more of those for a long time. And then it's like, then you start getting this complex about yourself. Like, like, I'm not going to have a business again, or, you know, this is like so detrimental to my business. And it's like, really nothing has changed. Like, right. you know, like I haven't, it's not like I lost like half my clientele or, um, I all of a sudden didn't do good work. You know, there was like nothing right. reflective on my actual real life business. Yeah. That was happening besides like me just having to kind of recalibrate like the way I schedule clients or, um, you know, reaching out and figuring out like, okay, who's going to help me watch the baby or whatever. But it's like, these are just minor changes that you do day by day and you work on over a long period of time. And eventually you figure it out just like everything else. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, going back to work, things aren't going to be that drastically different. No. You know? So I think, um, I don't know. It was just, it's, it's been really interesting. I feel like I'm just now being able to really grasp like, okay, I give myself a A minus on this whole process. You know, I can like finally like be like, okay, I did good on this. Like there's things I could have done better, but like, I didn't completely lose my shit and my clients felt communicated with and it's okay. Um, and in the same way that I took, you know, this unpredictable thing that happened in my life, like I've seen you do this with opportunities and that's, I think it's just more of like a, it's more of just like an attitude to be, to not fight what comes at you and just Mm. to be like, I'm going to take this in and then not also take it for granted or just assume that like things are either going to continue to go shitty or continue to go good or whatever. Because like, I mean, just think about all the odd opportunities, like even you and your sis, like working on a drink together, just like random things that have come your way that I've seen you do where I'm like, you could have done nothing, right? you know, or um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of the same thing where you just don't know what's going to like pop up or happen or grow inside you. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but you, you can't use that ex- as an excuse to be like yeah. mad, you know? Right. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that. Right. And because it's like, I've had this conversation a lot with my family actually. And talking about, you know, having, you know, we all have this plan, this quote unquote plan for our lives, whether we think we do or not. And, you know, it's interesting where it's easy to live life going through the motions where you just kind of let life happen, right? Where it's like, okay, you just, if, if life punches you in the, in the chin, it knocks you down and, and you're down where 
when you change the perspective of how you're you're moving about life right like okay how can I be intentional about my thoughts my actions today and just worrying about today as it as it comes and goes it's interesting the small shifts that you can start seeing in life and opportunity has has really come up a lot for in family and what you do with it right and it where it's like yes do I have a plan for my life but I'm open to being I'm so aware that at any given point you know I believe in God like God can come in and be like Haley like that's not my plan for your life so like here's a roadblock or here's here's a curve or a why like you get to split you get to go left or right which way are you going to go but it's like taking every everything as it comes at you and okay now how do I adapt to this you know is there is there an opportunity here or is it is this shutting a door for me that I need to go a different direction and it's been interesting seeing some of the choices and decisions and sacrifices that I've I've made over the last couple of years starting to pay off as opportunity has come my way where it's like it it almost makes saying yes to those opportunities a no-brainer because it's like well of course I'm going to do that I've I've been consciously unconscious to set myself up to be able to say yes to this opportunity does that make sense absolutely yeah I've wa- I mean I've watched this evolution of you I've watched you I've watched you drive a Honda Civic when other people were just getting money for the first time and you being like nope not ready for a new car yet you know what I mean like I really I have watched this evolution of you playing it so fucking cool that it was almost confusing like to me when I didn't understand what you were doing for a while because I'm like girl you better get a new car we got this money now you know what I mean we're like you were like no I'm not ready yet or like you know and it's not like you were saying that to me but I could see I now I could see what you were doing is you're being smart you were you understood that that you hadn't prepared enough to make certain moves and you would make those moves when you were prepared. And mm-hmm. that's what's so, and also you had, you, it's not even sacrificing. Cause like really we're still, you know, we're still in an okay place, but it's like, right. it was sacrificing when you compare yourself or when I would compare you to other people that were kind of in our same trajectory, as far as like, you know, where we started with hair extensions, it's like, other people that were in the same place or that were having success were doing way different things than what you were doing. And you were just so calmly like in your element and just like really having faith in what you were doing was the right pace and thing. And I mean, I think that's taught, it's taught me a lot, but you know, it was like cool to watch too, because now you're able to, like you said, from what it seems you know like say yes and do different things because you were smart yeah it again how you said like it's you don't think of yourself as how other people do and see you so it I'm like kind of like nervous giggling over here like listening to you say all those things like I don't I don't know but no I saw it for sure yeah no but it's 
Right. Like, and how, just what you said where it's like, you know, maybe I wasn't making the moves that, you know, you're seeing other people make or where like when you are comparing and it's like, comparison is the thief, the thief of all joy. I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible. I don't know, but like, it's so true, like in every way. And we see it over and over in society and this whole keeping up with the Joneses um, on social media, everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. And if, if our lives are so focused and centered on making our lives and decisions based on making sure we look like we're just as successful or we're, we, we look a certain way to the people around us, it is the fastest way to misery. It's the, the quickest way to a miserable life and not just for you, but more than likely for your family too. And that was something that, you know, my dad has really drilled into us all entire lives is like, live below, live below your means, you know, just because you afford it, you can afford it doesn't mean that you should. And yeah, it's like, if you're going to be spending, if you're going to spend money, spend money on things that can make you money. And so, I don't know, it, it's just, it's interesting, right? Like, it just is a weird cycle. And sometimes I feel like I'm at the point now where I, I really have stopped making a lot of, I don't make a ton of emotional decisions, but even more so now. And sometimes I feel like I'm hovering a little bit overhead watching, almost like watching a chess game, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you're in it also and and it's so weird because like I still also feel like I'm not doing enough and my life is in slow motion and it's it gets frustrating and annoying and irritating to me but it's like I know that's not actually my reality I'm just my journey is my own journey and I I'm at the place that I'm at for a reason whether I understand it all of the time or not and you're always going to have those seasons of life where it's crazy, it's stressful, and you you don't even know what to do with yourself because you're so overwhelmed. But then you're also going to have those, the quiet, the lull. And in my mind, right, like we always talk about balance and this never-ending quest of balance. And I, I don't remember who said it the other day. I was I think I was listening to a podcast. People are on this journey for that balance but I actually think and this person was saying like it's actually a search for peace right and so and I was like holy shit that's at least for me like that's a hundred percent right like being peaceful no matter what's going on around you if if life is slow or if it's chaotic like how do you find that peace and and so I don't know it comes down a lot of times just to your perspective and I don't know no ma'am I feel like I'm rambling no 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 that makes complete sense and I think I think peace is a lot more of like a tangible understandable feeling because balance is just stupid and it doesn't it's not sustainable like it's you know you're not gonna stay there and nobody really I don't think actually thinks like shit's gonna be balanced like that, there's no definition to that, you know, in anyone's no, life. Hannah, I think, I genuinely think that people think there's, there at some point their life is going to be in perfect harmony. And at least I'm 32 years old. I don't, I don't know that that, that that is like a 
100% tangible thing. I think there's always going to be parts of your life that need more attention than others. Like, like you, for example, right? Like your family is your priority right now, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're, you're and here soon, like as you start getting back into your business, your business is probably going to take a little bit more of that attention. But is, are you ever going to be at a point where it's like, you're spending an equal amount of time on every aspect of, of your family, your business, your fitness, your anything else that's a priority to you. I don't know. No, no, it's a delusion. It's not, it's, that's the thing is maybe that's an idea that we've been sold by, you know, whoever to remain in perpetual unsatisfaction so that we'll keep, you know, making emotional financial choices or whatever. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know where that stems from other than, I don't know, maybe this just idea we have as, as kids that our life is going to be a certain way. And then what that looks like is labeled as balanced, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, Especially as women, you know, like if you do want to have a family and you do want to have a job, it's like, is it really acceptable to be like, well, I actually want my job to be like 75% of my life. And then I just want my family to be like, you know what I mean? It's like, right. I, I just don't know. I don't know where, like I said earlier, I don't know who, who promised us any of this and why, why we like think that that promise is real, you know? Cause we've all, yeah. we all, we all feel at times like oh, this is so unfair like I can't believe this is happening to me or like why me but it's like yeah. why anyone yeah. you know yeah like life never ha- promised to be fair you know yeah and things and I happen- don't know why we think that no things happen to everyone in their life I mean you know everybody loses people everyone um just a freaking handful of things will happen to all of us like big things you know throughout our adult life that we could just never imagine I mean like people get in and terrible things and good things you know people get promotions in places they had no clue or um you know inherit a large amount of money from someone and they had no clue that person even had money like so many things that are going to happen in every single person's life that you can never imagine yeah so it's like it's like looking at you, you know, and me to a certain extent, but it's easier to see like in you because I'm not you and, you know, I can just watch from the outside. Um, it's cool to see how you really just like set yourself up on a certain path and then we're just ready to jump mm. when you needed to jump. And, you know, I think a lot of that plays into, um, you know, you take care of yourself physically and you have a good family structure, like with your dad telling you save your money, you know, like, so that you had money when you needed to invest in something that could take you further. Mm. So I, it's so hard not to get like, just caught up and making little stupid day to day choices, like spending money on worthless shit, you know, and then it's like, when you really need $5,000 to invest in a class that you want to invest in, or uh, training that you want to invest in, that's actually going to change your life. You don't have it because you've shopped your life away on freaking Amazon or whatever. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's 
like you said, just being conscious of day-to-day stuff and just not like kind of getting hits, like little hits of, of your drug or whatever makes you feel good in the moment. Cause it's like, you're going to be empty at the end. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, those habits that I feel like this got so deep, but I'm like really, really into it. Yeah. And I think working with a business coach has, I don't even think he's a business coach. He's like my business therapist. Okay. Like he's your business Jesus girl. (laughs) He's something it's, I don't know, like intentional and something be over the last you know year and a half honestly probably we all got hit with covid um but it's those those tiny little things that we're doing right like like you said spending money frivolously like buying stupid shit that like at the end of the day does it actually matter no but there's a reason that there's a reason behind that there's some there's some void that you're trying to film most likely, you know, yes, like figuring out like, what is the root of that? Where is that coming from? Is it a, is it keeping up with the Joneses? Is it that, you know, maybe like your home life sucks and it's like the only thing that brings you joy. Like, I don't know, there's a million different things that it could be. And, and it's like, that's how you're coping. And that's how you're dealing with it, where it's like, no, 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 girlfriend, we got to sit down and we got to get to the bottom of what is, what is the, what's the cause of this? Not like you can't put a bandaid on something that you don't know why it's there. Right. I mean, you can, I guess you can put a bandaid on it, but is that actually going to fix it? Cause you can sit there and say, okay, I'm putting myself, I'm giving myself a budget and I'm not going to spend money, but that's not, that's not fixing the problem. Why do you think budgets don't work for anybody? For a lot of people. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's like yeah. there's deep, a deeper reason and a deeper why that you can't control your spending or you're miserable and unhappy. But it's like you have to figure out what that is. Yeah. And I think, too, you have to figure out what do you want? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like instead of buying all this random stuff or spending money to – yeah, you know, buy five new outfits to look a certain way on social media or, you know, for a certain group of people or whatever. It's like, what do you, what's your ultimate thing here? Like, are you trying to, you know, sell things online to make money off of affiliate links? Like, you know, what are we mm-hmm. doing? Like, what, yeah. like if you have a purpose, and you do that, like you have your two blogger clients and it's like, no, that's their thing. So that's what they do. That's so how they pay their bills, girl. Right, right. So it's like, that makes sense for them, but they're not doing that to show you to do that. They're doing that and saying, this is what I'm assuming. Like, this is me and what I look like and who I am and my lifestyle and my body and my hair color and whatever. And this is what this outfit or this pair of shoes or whatever looks like on me if you're looking for something like this here's the link to that not mm-hmm. buy every single thing that I buy because then your life will be like mine like that's not what they're saying <laughs> right? you know yeah but it's like that's what we we see these people and we think like 
oh my gosh, Sarah and Amanda, like your two clients, for example, have these great lives. They're beautiful women. Their kiddos are precious. They seem to have lovely houses. If I buy everything they buy and they have, maybe I'll be like that. No, that's not what they're saying. They're saying I'm, I take care of myself. You know, I'm five foot six, whatever. My hair is brown or blonde. I go to Disneyland. This is the outfit I wear. And if you want to look like this and you have an active lifestyle or whatever, you know, like this may be cute on you too. Here's how you buy it. It's like, we think that we're being sold something, but it's like, you're selling yourself on this delusion. You know, it's like, but it's, but it's easy to sit and blame everyone else around you. Oh, sure. But it's like, well, yeah, that's a whole nother that's like a psychosis and mental thing in itself. It's like, you know, no one else is responsible for you, but Mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, it's like you, I think you just have to figure out where you want to be and what you want instead of just mindlessly. It's like eating, you know, and I've struggled this. I'm sure everyone has because eating's delicious, but it's like, if you don't actually think about what you're eating and you just sit there all day and eat and eat and eat and eat, it's not, the intended purpose of eating anymore (laughs) you know it's like then you feel like crap and then yeah you know like so it's like you have to actually like think about like oh what do I want to eat so I feel like this or what do you know like do I need to have more energy later so maybe I'm not going to eat a bunch of like donuts now or what you know if I want to have a dessert maybe I'll do it later in the day so I don't feel like this sugar crash or what you know what I mean whatever it's like we drink coffee in the morning because it gives us energy like we we do lots of other intentional things yeah but sometimes the most obvious things you know are, are not done with intention like you were saying and then we just we get confused but we don't necessarily know what we want or where we think we're going yeah it it is so easy to just and I, I don't say coast through life like you're just coasting and like sitting on this like fluffy pillow that people are like carrying you through life on. It's just like it's just so easy to get lost in the monotonous day to day of everything, which I think is like, you know, like what you were touching on where it's like. You, but when you take intention and accountability for literally everything in your life, that's something that has hit home for me so hard in this last year, like being 100% accountable for yourself and your actions and the things that happen in your life, whether it's quote unquote your fault or not, if you just go ahead and take accountability for it, it is insane. The growth and, and how your perspective changes, you, you almost can't go through the monotonous day-to-day life anymore you like won't let yourself because it's then like no I am the reason my choices my actions are the reason that I am in this position right now it is no one else's fault it's no one else's anything it's it's me it's always on me and oh it's hard it's a it's hard 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 it's not an easy it's literally an a one day at a time thing you know yeah 
No, I mean, 100%. And I think it's hard. It's hardest when something shitty or unexpected or unplanned. Not yeah, yeah. Happens and you still have to reconcile and say, okay, I didn't choose this. I didn't want this. This wasn't where I was going, but I'm still a part of this. So I have Mm -hmm. to still take responsibility for it. Like you were saying, like if you, if it's your life and if it's happening to you, you're still an active role in whatever is happening. You know, it's like, even if it's not ideal. Yeah. The analogy that was given to me for this scenario was, let's say you are on your way to work and you get rear-ended. That's not your fault, right? Like from going into it, like it's so easy to be pissed off. Somebody hit you. You had nothing to do with it, right? But then if you stop and if your perspective and your view is I'm going to, I'm going to be accountable for every aspect of my life and my day. So looking back on that, well, oh my gosh, yes, I got rear-ended, but I left my house five minutes later. I missed a turn on my way to work or, or maybe the road was closed and I, I went a different way so that I could swing through Starbucks or whatever, where it's like, those are the things that you can be accountable for. And it's like, nope, this is my fault. Like had I had I left on time, had I not been running late, had I made other choices throughout my day, I wouldn't be sitting here in this in this spot right now. And it it lets you not have any anger or resentment or bitterness towards that person that hits you. It gives you this whole other level of empathy, maybe. I don't know, where you're just like, oh my gosh, it becomes about that person are you okay? Are you, how can I help you? Because it's like, you already owned the fact that you being at this place at this time is on you. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's an interesting, that's a really interesting perspective. I was, I've never thought about it like that because while you were saying that, I was like, no, you can't like beat yourself up. But then it's like, when you were saying it becomes about the other person, I'm like, yeah, if you already if you're kind of the adult in the situation and you say like, okay, this was a mistake, regardless of whose fault mm-hmm. it was, you know, whether it was your mistake for leaving five minutes late or their mistake for hitting you. If you're the adult and you say, this is a mistake, I'm going to take responsibility for this. It almost does become like more of your responsibility than to be like, are they okay? You know, right. like if I'm right. the adult in the situation. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. I think of it more as because I was like putting myself in, in, in this story as you were telling it, like you get rear-ended. I deal with that more as it, it was my turn. It was my turn to get rear-ended. If there's going to be a thousand people in the state of Ohio that get rear-ended today, my number got drawn in the rear-end lottery. Mm. And, you know, it, today was the day. It's like, who told me that I don't get put into the rear end lottery? Like everybody's name gets tossed in and it my number got pulled today, you know? So it's like that, that's how I kind of look at it. And that allows me to be like, somebody was going to get rear ended today, you know? And it was well, yeah, and like the look of even, it all. Yeah. But even thinking of it that way, right? Like, thank God it was me. Thank God I was the one that got rear ended because what if this 
maybe it's a 85 year old woman. What if she would have rear-ended some asshole of a man right. who is like screaming in her right. face or some crazy person who, I don't know, tries to beat her up or something, right? Where it's like, nope, I'm so thankful that I was the one that got rear-ended because guess what? I wasn't mad. I wasn't upset at her. I was worried about taking care of her and making sure she was okay and because I can control myself in this situation where maybe somebody who's not on the same emotional or they don't have the same emotional or mental capacity that I do, they could have handled that situation so differently and the outcome could have been so differently. So thank God it was me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, there's a thousand different ways to look at it and I think think the important thing is to not is to be like the anti-victim you know mm. and I like I, I'm thinking about I did get rear-ended uh last summer <laughs> with my kids in the car and my dog in the car and my car got totaled and it was oh shitty yeah, and it yeah it sucked but it was also like I remember having to change my mindset and and be like who told me that when I left my driveway this morning and I took the risk of driving a car that I wasn't going to get in some sort of car crap. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. no, nobody told me it was going to go perfect. Yeah. So, like, why was I so shocked when I got rear-ended? It's, yeah. you know, that's the chance you take when you drive. And also just being a victim does nothing. It does right. nothing. It does right. nothing to my kids to show them how to deal with the situation it does nothing for my car that's already totaled. You know what I mean? It's like, so I just, and I just hate, I hate victim, victim stuff anyways, but you know, that's kind of how I look at it. I love your perspective of, of actually just like owning it and being like, there was probably something I could have done differently, you know, that would have changed the timing of my day or whatever, you know, or just making sure the other party is okay or thinking about it in a way that like maybe yeah maybe the other party needed some sort of attention or whatever um but yeah I think find any other way to not be a victim in any situation whatever it is and whatever that that makes sense to you yeah Yeah. what my papa told me the day I came home they were over at my parents house for family dinner like I think it was the weekend I got my driver's license and, you know, I'm, like, all excited. Like, did you see me driving? And <laughs> You're, like, by myself. No one was yeah, with me right. in the car. So this is, like, what is making me think of this, where my papa literally looks at me dead ass, like, so serious. And he says, just remember, you could literally die every time you get in that car. I mean, we're <laughs> dropping the words of wisdom from the papa. And I, like, looked at him, and my dad started laughing. So, like, I remember, like, I would go places and when I would get there, I would silently think in my head, thank God I made it here alive. Wow. I'm surprised you ever drove. I honestly (laughs) am too. (laughs) He was so serious when he said it and oh my gosh, but it apparently stuck with me. That's like one of those memories that you've buried until somebody says something that you're like, holy shit, that happened. But yeah, that was, that was the first thing he said to me and it it really like, it kind of stuck at least the first couple of years of me driving 
Yeah, and it's true. I mean, it's like, now do you need to think about that every time you get in the car? Probably not. But, you know. It's very stressful if you do. Yeah. So I'm like, do you want to be riddled with anxiety every turn that you take? I mean. No. No, yeah. But, no. I mean, it's the truth. And, and that's, yeah. you know, I think, I mean, that's a good reminder that, like, anything you do, if you leave your house on any given day no matter, you know, even if you're walking or riding a bike or whatever, like you're taking a risk for, because you're just frankly interacting with the world Mm -hmm. in some way, you know? So it's like when you bring other factors that aren't within control into your life, you take the risk of things being out of control, but that's okay. You know, it's like, it's not okay if, if you're, if you're under the impression that you're going to control everything. Right. And I think that's where a lot of us are or get stuck in our day-to-day when things are going good or, you know, our plans are working out. And then we're reminded that, like, we can't control everything. And then we, like, lose our minds, you know? Right. right. Yeah. I definitely agree. So, wow, we did get deep. I know. I'm, like, very into it, though. I hope everyone yeah. likes this as much as I did. <laughs> Same. I know. I was like, wow, what a great therapy session with Haley this has been. This, it really feels like it was therapy. I know. And that's <laughs> the thing is, I think, especially in our line of work and just running a business or having a family or, you know, any of these common things, it's like there's only, there's only so many, I guess, like topics or things we're all going to have to deal with. And they're kind of all the same. And I think our business changing in ways that we hadn't prepared for is definitely one of them. Or even just like we were saying too, just the way we deal with small changes or big changes Mm. is everything really because it's coming for everybody, you know, some sort of change. Totally. Totally. And, And too, it's like, that's a good reminder. I don't, not a good reminder, but it's like a good thing to keep in mind when running a business is it's like just when you think something's working whether it's like whatever you're doing on Instagram or um you know whatever it's like you already have to kind of be on to the next thing or be prepared to shake it up a little bit or whatever because it's like nothing's gonna work forever no you know yeah that's so true which kind of sucks because it's like you always have to be on this kind of like quest but I mean also if you have passion about your work and you like what you do you're gonna want to constantly kind of like navigate it and find new fun outlets which is like why even this podcast is fun because it's like this is something different you know yeah well and you know touching back on it right like you get we get comfortable like let's just use Instagram for for the reference right you get comfortable with your posting strategy and whatever you're currently doing and then it's like Instagram introduces something new or they throw a wrench in something and you're like oh shit now I've got to like figure out something else where our instant because I'm like I'm the same way where I'm like I don't want to have to learn how to do this I don't want to like it's weird it's uncomfortable but again it's like what's on the other side of that weirdness and that uncomfortable it's it's growth and it's a different version and a different level of me even just because I chose to get outside of my comfort zone in my box right like it's like 
I made that choice. And now guess what? I did, I did a couple things that, that felt weird at first. And now the next time something feels weird that I'm not going to be quite as hesitant the next time. You know what I mean? So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just perspective and how we want to choose to look at things. Yeah. And the more you do, even, you know, recording a podcast, remember the first couple episodes we did and personally, I would like listen back and be like, just, I mean, I don't know why I have friends, but then, you know, like the more we did it, the more it was just like, this is what we do. Yeah. This is my voice. It's annoying or not annoying or whatever. And then it's fine, you know, but Oh my gosh, I would never go back and listen to our first episode. I would. You couldn't pay me, Haley. You <laughs> couldn't pay me. You couldn't pay me. I was like so just like nervous and excited and anxious oh and talking God. a million miles an hour. And we were just both who, yeah, we just, it was fine. That's how oh. you learn. It but, is. Yeah. And it I mean, is. it's the same thing. If you go back and look at our first Instagram post it's like ew gross like Mm. what ew what was they doing what was that filter like what yeah but I mean you got to get it out of the way yeah you got to start somewhere you know Mm -hmm. always um this was fun this was super fun so we're gonna be back we're gonna be back at it guys yeah because we missed it we missed each other yeah, this was, like, how we, like, caught up a lot of times. So, I'm, like, uh, yeah, I miss this. I miss you. Same. I think we should maybe poll the people, poll our friends, and see what they would like to see out of the podcast. We've been thinking about doing, like, different interviews or having different guests on. Um So if there's anything you guys would love to see, please reach out and let us know. We would love that feedback from you. Absolutely. You can um, you can DM the Nice Hair Podcast Instagram or DM either one of us separately if it's like more of a individual thing. Um, yeah. And I guess we can both – we'll both put up like you said maybe a poll about um, just what kind of stuff you guys want to hear. Yeah, because we got all kinds of stuff to – I don't know. I feel like I've, I've like gone, gone through and like changed a lot of like how I feel about things and my view on things. And I think that's definitely something I'd love to dive into through the podcast. Um, I feel like this has been a really big growing, honestly, two years, two years for me. And I don't know, I'm just excited to start sharing about it. I haven't really, I haven't really yet. And I makes me excited to, to do that. Yeah, and I'm excited to hear about it, and um, I think this is a nice format, too, because it's not like a 30-second reel, or it's not like a IGTV, you know, it's it's more of a long-form um, totally. format, or we can share a little more in, in kind of, you know, an intimate space, so yeah, yeah, let us know, um, and I'm excited, Haley, to to hear about some new stuff you got going on, so um have a good rest of the day i will darling you too okay love you i love you guys i'll talk to you later bye all right bye